queen of stand-up comedy, queen of gaming, and queen of Twitch streaming. Yes, I'm speaking of none other than Lisa Wallen, my guest on this episode of Craig and Friends. And before we hear the theme song, before we hear that fabulous chat, we want to talk about patreon.com slash Craig and Friends. Yes, that's right. That's where you go and check out the options available to you. See which one suits your lifestyle, pick one, and then set yourself free. You get bonus, advanced, uncut editions of these episodes. Uh, you get some exclusive episodes as well, such as Solo and WeHo, a.k.a. Solo and Soho, when I'm on that side of the pond. Transatlantic breakfasts with uh, myself and Ada Zandaton, and sometimes Peter makes his uh, opinion known, as well as some other exciting things, including Movie Club Access, where you can get your comments, questions, and so on in before they tape. And in terms of movie clubs for Halloween, well... And as I just taped the Hellraiser movie club with the one, the only goth, Charlotte, go over to YouTube.com, search Craig and Friends, or go to YouTube.com slash Craig and Friends, and uh, sign up, because that way you're going to get every weekly episode, plus the other stuff that comes from the cupboard. Yes, the archive video that has never been displayed until now, or next week, but you get what I'm saying. So head on over to patreon.com slash Craig and Friends, head over to YouTube, find me there, subscribe, and now enjoy the delights of Lisa Wallen. Make believe is not pretend, we might be but we're on the mend, it never starts, it never ends, welcome to Craig and Friends, welcome to Craig and Friends, welcome to My favorite movie of all time is The Jerk. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that movie. You know, I saw that in the theater. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. You're like, oh, he's 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 uh, oh, he's got the picture. My Dorian first Gray. crush ever was Steve Martin, which is very weird for a six year old. But I think I was it's very ups- telling I was... and I think instructive uh, as to where you were going to uh, lead to in life, which is, of course, is a fabulous stand up comic and streamer and general entertainer yes or as we call them content creators that's right content creators We're no longer entertainers and the last name pronounced wallen is that correct yes thank you you're very welcome lisa wallen yay listeners get excited because now we're going to be talking for I quite look? a while oh you look fantastic Good. yes indeed. i showered just for this that's very that's very touching <laughs> thank you because we were just talking about getting into the uh the gremlin hole uh, yeah, sometimes. all content creators are just gremlins now. Entertainers <laughs> leave the house. Content creators, no. We just monetize our personal lives. That's what we do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I'm looking to do more of that with YouTube and, and all of that stuff. But I've been doing it for ages. I mean, I got a call from the clinic uh, about my one hot test um, on the air. So, yeah. yeah. So, there you know, you go. <laughs> long time ago, by the way, everything's fine. Then so. you have to have like a young person. Like, here's the thing, too, is that you're like, we've been doing it forever. I will be 34 in like a month. And I still feel kind of like a boomer when it comes to technology. Sure. Because okay. like I, you know, like I grew up in the 90s when Internet just started getting the like, Internet literally started. Yeah. Everything started becoming more digital. Yeah. And my mindset is still outdated about things like uh-huh. most basic things like my chat will have to tell me about like you don't know about this I'm like no i grew up on myspace and live journal i don't know yeah like it's funny when people are like you don't know about that and i'm like no that i just said i don't know about it can you just could you just help me figure yeah. it out like how about instead of being like you don't know like that yeah that'll piss me off about someone people just like to be angry i think everyone got angry after the pandemic not me i just got 
I just got weirder. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was stuck inside for a house for two years. Of course, I came out weird, not pissed off. Oh, I know. I think we yeah. all we all came out like a little damaged. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people don't even want to sort of acknowledge that because then it's to acknowledge that we had something really bad happen to us, which immediate, post um, a trauma, immediately post trauma. Yep. Nobody wants to talk nope, about it. No, we're just all going to pretend it's okay to get really pissed off all the time at everything you see online. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. And, and, and mental illness is now trendy because that's the only <laughs> way we can address it without realizing we have a problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, no, OCD is cute. Like, yes, I love having intrusive thoughts. It's great. <laughs> See, I've sometimes wondered about, because I have terrible rumination now. I got diagnosed bipolar finally uh, late last year. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, it was, uh, well, there was a lot, a lot of stress or was like, you know, uh, my primary partner Ada and I had a child, which is wonderful, but it was unexpected. And then it was coming out of the pandemic. So there's just a lot of factors. But the thing yeah. is, it's shown a light on like I had a bit of a breakdown and it's really good when you have breakdowns to have someone else observe them. Yeah. Right. I've always, I love that. So for someone who tweeted a long time ago, was like, we should be able, we, we as people should be able to interview, be interviewed by our friends, therapists, so we can tell them how they're really acting <laughs> because people will lie to their therapist. Sure. <laughs> like they should give us a survey. <laughs> be like, have they been doing this? Be like this person's been lying to you the whole time. But yes, absolutely. Like I got diagnosed OCD when I was 19. Wow. That's great. But even back then there wasn't as much knowledge and research as much as they treated it more like manic depression oh okay so yeah. i was misdi i was misdiagnosed first as manic i took medication yeah. for it and it did not work and it took me up until last year to actually manage it and now i'm a weirdo so <laughs> i just love being clean that's what <laughs> well it seems like you embrace it like you're like okay this is part of me so instead of fighting it and i don't know did you fight it like was it something that oh, you yeah. yeah okay yeah <laughs> i still fight it every day but you know but now it's like yeah like there there are some funny quirky things about it but a lot of it is you know hyper fixations and obsessing over stupid things and yeah. like i like i take a sleeping med because a bunch of my episodes will come out like two in the morning yes when all my anxiety comes out and all those thoughts and whatnot and so my doctor's like well here's a sleeping med so you can just sleep through the episodes now i'm like great <laughs> that's managing it <laughs> so so we, so we both have episodes yeah. i didn't know that ocd had episodes that's fascinating yeah. yeah mine is more like uh it's all based on irrational fears i have uh. a very irrational fear of forgetting things which is funny because I don't really forget a lot of things. Like yeah. when you message me, like we have the night, like I have to write everything down uh -huh. because I've told myself if I don't, I forget things. And that's actually why I started doing stand up comedy. Also, my you can't really see, but I have color, color coded apps. Oh, no, it's okay. Cause the, <laughs> yeah, I, we, we can sort of see that. Yeah. But hold like, it up, hold it up one more time and then I'll, I'll do a, a cut in Zoom or whatever. See, like oh, all perfect. my apps. I also have no modifications. Like I don't like, a, a lot of numbers and stuff but i've been writing down everything in my phone since i was like 18 years old to have yeah. millions and millions of notes in my phone and oh that's i have what, sorry go ahead yeah and that's why i started doing comedy so i was like okay. some of this shit's funny well that's the thing you know, <laughs> you know it's it's uh who was it um i mean because i listened to loads of interviews with podcast i'm uh, not with podcasters of course but uh comedy interviews yeah. i love them like recently i've been binging fly on the wall with dana carvey and david spade and they were i can't remember who they were talking about but someone just said everything you think of just write it down Maybe carlin it might have been carlin yeah. uh and 
I'm like, yeah, that's the way to do it. It's because I, I write music too, but I haven't done it full. Like I haven't done a lot of stuff in it in a while. Something fell down in there. I don't know what it was. I don't know. Earlier, the post, the Elton There's John just like poster. A, I just brought in a ghost with me. It's fine. I knew it. It's I knew my it. OCD ghost. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't like how that was hung, so they just brought it down. That's why, and- <laughs> yeah, because I just rehung it with those sticky things. And actually, uh, viewers, uh, you can see it behind Lisa, uh, leaning against the wall. It's the Elton John, the Fox poster. Uh, my his- ghost hates Elton John. Oh, I don't know if I told okay. You that. <laughs> see, I didn't know I was bringing a biased ghost into here. Yeah. Uh, so, but you something new. You bring something exciting. So, yeah, thank you. Nice. <laughs> So episodes of OCD. So, uh, did they vary in severity? Because, uh, and before um, uh, answering that, um, I think I would know what. Uh, okay, let's cut that bit out now. Uh, Very fun way to start a podcast. Let's get right into the mental illness part of. Oh, this, absolutely! Right? <laughs> you folks know that that's what I like to do. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's either that or sex. It's like yeah. one of the two. Yeah, so that's. I mean, later. they all tie in together. They really so. do. Yeah, they really do. <laughs> yeah, I always think it's funny when you look at, uh, at at some of the symptoms of something. And especially when you know you have something and you're like, I just really, I want to find out more stuff. Yeah. And it's just something about hypersexuality. I'm like, that's fine. Like, that would be okay. Now it's everything's, everyone's autistic. That's what we found out recently. Yeah. And like- my, yeah. And Ada actually is, uh, you know, it, well, I think, yeah. you know, it's that thing of, you know, it's funny, like, uh, I don't know if it's the boomer thing or before that people go, oh, now everyone is, well, just people weren't paying attention to it, especially with women. Like that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. People very much forget that, you know how you get the flu or you get a cold? Your brain is also part of your body that goes through its own forms of flus and colds. And yes. sometimes it gets actual diseases. And people don't want to think about that because they're like, I'm a stable individual. <laughs> no oh, one is. <laughs> you know, uh, we were talking about Vanderpump Rules before we started rolling. Yeah. And one of the reasons I love the show is because it's a mirror to society. And every time I tell someone that, that watches the show, they go, I don't know anyone that acts like that. Okay, I go, let's go through your friend group. And what did you do in your 20s? Now, did you ever do this? You know, and they're like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, that's what I'm talking yes, about. Exactly. That's why I love uh, depictions of actual human behavior. Because that's like good reality TV. Trashy reality TV is good where it's like completely over dramatic, but also good reality TV where it's like, yes, this is how people are. <laughs> right, right. And it sucks. Right. But yeah. that's okay. We're and all flawed in our own ways. <laughs> we are. We're all flawed. And yeah. we've all done stuff that we like, we either we regret or we're like, I can't, you know, or, okay. So my intrusive ruminatory thoughts are either like the thing I should have told someone that's on the minor scale, right? Yeah. Or like some embarrassing thing from like 25 years ago. So what, what flavor are yours? My flavor is everything. Uh, no, uh, mine is mainly like, yeah, I have a lot of irrational fears. I hate silence. That's my big one. I can't stand silence. So when my, my therapist was like, you need to start meditating. I'm like, you're insane. (laughs) You want me to be in quiet? (laughs) Have you ever seen the movie Altered States? Yes. It's like that. It's like, it's I don't. <laughs> also, I don't like the things that myself is telling me. Um, but yeah, like it's also very physical. Like it probably doesn't help the fact they drink so much caffeine. But uh-huh. like I, I told my friends because I used to do a lot of drugs. I still do like the myth Herberg joke, but I used to do worse drugs. <laughs> I do better drugs. But like I can't do cocaine anymore, which mm-hmm. is funny living in L.A. because everyone like here is like, you don't do coke. I'm like, <laughs> I drink coffee. That's my coke because I am an overly energy 
energized person all the time. Sure. Like I'm half asleep, but my body is just always like this. And yeah. and it sucks. I really don't like it. Like I, I don't sleep very well. Like I do have to keep sleeping meds. I have to exercise a lot, uh -huh. but I have so many hobbies that require me to not be energized, like wanting to play video games. Cause I also hyper fixate on things. All of my tattoos on my body yeah. are like my murder trophies, except for their characters that I fell in love with <laughs> and I identified as. So it's like, I love this character. I'm going to get him attached to my body. That is like how I, I guess, embrace my hyperfixation. Sure. Um, but yeah, and it goes all the way down to things like body dysmorphia. Oh, yes, yeah, same here. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just like, and it's all these things that I've realized over the years that everyone has. Yeah. It's just that mine are on a different level that needs to be uh, a little more structured. Yeah. Because I grew up in a house where I didn't have any structure. I didn't have like, a, I guess like a, my parents are great. I love them. Yeah. But they were not really around a lot when we were kids. They were <laughs> huge partiers. They would have my six-year-old sister babysit me when I was three, yeah. which is like that John Mulaney joke. It's like having a horse, watch your dog. Like it's like, <laughs> it, it's it that is, thing. Yeah. And yeah. And as I got into like junior high and high school, I started drinking and, and doing drugs and having sex at a very, very young age, mm -hmm. dated a lot of predators, high school went to alternative school. Uh -huh. I, I was taught to be very independent and grow up very fast. Sure. And a lot of that had to do with my parents' rebellion against their own parents. Uh, but then by the time I was 19, it was like I woke up every day feeling lost. Oh. And mm -hmm. every day I woke up like having irrational fears or like needing to not be in my own headspace. And then I finally started going to therapy. And then that's when after three misdiagnoses, they found out, I think you just have obsessive compulsive disorder. Okay. Yeah. And so it took, you know, I took years off of, of therapy and then I went through some horrible trauma, which we can always talk about. I love time <laughs> out trauma. Um, and then just in this last couple of years, I found ways to manage it. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's still kind of a struggle. But one of my big decisions I made was that I had to move out of my home state, which was Washington. Mm -hmm. I love Seattle and watching my whole my heart, but I have so much trauma there. Um, it was too routine. I was too comfortable there. And I think coming here was my way of stepping out of the comfort zone. Sure. And it's been, you know, it's been a roller coaster, but overall I feel like I'm much happier. Well, that's good. Yeah. And it's only been four months, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's really, that's a really good sign. Yeah. It's a really good sign yeah. because it also means, uh, it, it, to my mind, because it was, it was difficult the first year that I was here. Um, because I started that podcast 30 days after getting here, but there was no money coming in at the time, even though it did well, but yeah. no one knew what the hell, how to do it. You know what I mean? We put stuff out on SoundCloud, which now it's like, yeah, we all have rational fears of being broke. So yeah. Yes, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, especially, yeah, exactly. You move here and it's like, oh my God. And when you're broke here, you really notice it because, you know, it's funny that we were talking about in the hallway, the things people say about LA some of them are true, some of them are not. Some of them are true in much smaller quantity yeah. than people say. And I don't know, tell me what you think. A lot of people who tell us the stuff about LA, people are fake and this and that, never spent any length of time here. I also think those people suck. Yeah. I was like, maybe people are fake nice to you because you're a bitch. Ever right. thought of that? Yeah. I'm a, I think I'm a genuinely approachable person. Yeah. I've been told I'm not. And I think that's mainly because I'm tall and have <laughs> a lot of tattoos. And well, I remember you were punching people when I walked up yeah, to you. I'm, I'm yeah. Widely violent. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, like in general, I've always been a very like kind person. And I think that also comes from a place of trauma. Like a lot of people who are more empathetic just. And, and I hate that the world has turned into like this weird cynicism of like, if you call yourself kind or empathetic, you're not I'm like, 
that means you need to go to therapy. If that's how yeah. you think about people, you need to go to therapy. I'm yeah. sorry. But no, I've always been that way. And it's tough because um, I don't mean to get sidetracked, but there's this thing. Oh, that's the theme of the show, by right? the way. I don't there's, know. If you're... There's this term you can literally look up. It's called Seattle Freeze. It's only it's only a few years old. Yeah. Um, right when Amazon kind of took over everything, 92% of actual people who were born and raised in the grungy artsy era of seattle moved yeah. out oh because wow. of how gentrified it got right and so i didn't even notice this really until after the pandemic um but only eight percent this is a real statistic only eight yeah. percent of the people who live in the, that entire county especially seattle central are actually from there oh, okay and so when I started dating again and when I started like, you know, going out more and trying to enjoy life after the pandemic, mm. I realized there was a huge disconnect between the type of people I grew up with and the type of people around now. And then I don't know. I think it might. I call it the techie bro syndrome. <laughs> I really because I, I, I genuinely think like the the startup Tesla driver type dude. Sorry if you drive one. No, uh, no. I'd like to. Dudes. I'd like to. I'd love to there have one. A, but there, uh, it's like the new frat boy. You know. Oh, it def. No, it definitely and, is. It's the new Wolf of Wall Street kind yeah, of guy. And 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 unfortunately, because we're in a place where the internet is so influential, like parasocial relationships, people mm. who stream, blah blah. We have younger audience who are getting more information interaction from people online than in person. Yes. Yeah. Like I grew up being with friends outside. Yeah. You know, I did have my MySpace and my live journal, mainly yeah. to post AFI lyrics, but not <laughs> <laughs> not as much to like. Isn't that what it was for? Live yeah, journal. That's yeah, how they like started was, it. They were like, someone's got it. If you yeah. wanted to, you know, cut my wrist and black my eyes, like that's where you would go when you were sad. By the way, do you know about emo night in LA? Oh my, it's so funny how you mentioned that. The person I got my coffee from just was like, he saw my shirt because it says happy to be emo. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, do you know about emo night? And I was like, I love living here. Everyone's just <laughs> wanting to invite me to things. It's so weird. But like, yeah. And now these weird, cynical people online that I grew up with and avoid at parties are now having giant platforms and and they, st they are moving into bigger cities. Yeah. And so that's when I started to realize that you know, I don't like people being like, don't go to L.A. They're fake. Nice. I'm like, no, because you are a fake person. Yeah. 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 I'm a terrible liar. Like that's <laughs> another one of my OCDs. If I lie about something, mm -hmm. I feel horrible about it. Yeah. And so I can't fake being nice to people. So sure. People say that shit to me. I'm like, what do you mean fake nice? If I don't like you, you'll just know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I have a I have a people pleaser trauma response problem yeah. or like freeze and fawn. Yeah, uh, which I like better as a term for because people please it, there's some kind of obsequiousness to it, which I guess is inherent in freeze and fun anyway. But people please it takes away your own identity too. It no, it does. Yeah. It does because also there's people who um like I know someone who might have been an ex who had I realized one day when they they were with someone I was like oh they they're missing a chunk of their personality they take on sort of uh, they're they're like yeah. cosplaying someone it's like they their, go. Co their comfort is doesn't become be everyone else's comfort is first before their own yeah or yeah. everyone else's uh, difficult addictions and traumas because mm. it's easier to focus on that than their own that's why i watch anime <laughs> and play video games what if i could just be solid snake and kill a bunch of dudes and put them on balloons instead of facing my own problems uh, <laughs> well we all to some degree you know another term that bothers me too is escapism because i think that 
like films uh someone was like oh it's escapism i'm like no 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 film to me is like meditation Escapism, yeah that's you are it's escapism to you a lot of the terms people say is like this is a reflection of how you feel you right. watch movies and listen to things because you don't want you don't want to address what's going on with you you don't want to be like oh maybe i do need help so i'm going to distract myself i'm like yes video games and stuff are all distractions but they're also the things that i love Right, and also everything's a distraction. Yeah. Whether it's like, are uh, you saying driving is an escapism? <laughs> playing sports, like you only say that about ha- hobbies that you feel bad about. Yes, or yeah. ones you don't understand. Yeah, like because like uh, one of the things I'm excited to talk to you about, uh, many things. I'm excited to talk to you. So there's oh, that. Thank <laughs> you. I talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but the the gaming thing, I've never been a gamer. Like I think the last game I played was Tetris, and I mean I liked it, and I had an Atari growing up. We actually had an Atari computer. That was like the big misfire. Yeah. Like in terms, it had like the flat keyboard that you had to like batter to make work. But the gaming thing, I love uh, passion. Anyone who's, even when people are passionate about sports, which I cannot follow for the life of me. Like I can be mm-hmm. watching a game and go, okay, so who's playing? All right, so what's the score? 10 minutes later, I'll go, wait, what, what what's going on? Sporting <laughs> events, though. I just want to get drunk in public. Oh, I will okay. go there. Yeah. But sports, <laughs> no. We have to be in public for that. Sorry. Okay, that makes sense. So tailgating, you like tailgating? Yeah, I'm like, invite me to a football game. I won't know what's going on, but <laughs> I will also drink a $13 beer, so it's okay. There you go. Yeah, you're in it to win it in that <laughs> yeah, regard. Yeah. yeah. So is uh, beer your favorite beverage uh, when you're going in the alcohol route? Um, it's debatable. Uh, it depends on the, it's like, for me, I, I say this, it's like, a, it's like a mood ring. <laughs> a that's drink, great. A that's drink great. is a mood ring. Yeah, it no, really that's is. very it's, true. It is. Because it's like, if you're ordering a vodka soda, that's a very blunt instrument. Yeah. Everyone asks like, what's your favorite drink? Cause obviously I love drinking. Um, <laughs> my actual favorite drink ever is I, if I'm missing a go, like get a drink at a bar, I always get like an old fashioned, you know, sure. just like a haggard old man. <laughs> I do love a Negroni if I'm getting a uh-huh. little fancier, but like it, normally if I just want to hang out with people, I usually go with beer because you drink less sure. I go f- for money. I'm like, what's going to be cheaper and last longer? A beer. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't drink, but when I did and I was broke in Boston, like at age 20, 21, I, maybe 20 at this one bar that was a little dodgy. <laughs> I, I, I would assume so. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being like, I can get two or three Long Island iced teas and then that'll get me through mod night. And then, uh, yeah, I'll be wasted, which was the kind of the goal that people always say, oh, you're still young. I'm like, really? Because if I have three Long Island iced teas, I'm going to kill myself in the morning. <laughs> if I was 21, I'd be fine. Now yeah. it's the worst thing ever. So I will usually play it safe now. Yeah. Well, before I stopped drinking, I really would love, I like getting into the particulars and the specifics and all the different varieties of anything. Even when someone's ordering a drink, people sometimes take this funny. I go, oh, what are you having? What is that? Because I just, I love the know and i also like the whole thing about wine all these different variants and everything you know there's something to be said about that and then people are drunks but you know but like i've made drink menus uh for my dance night long after i drank and i was like oh this is fun this will be like this will be blue and it'll be you know but it'll (laughs) be cut with club soda so the blue curacao won't be so overpowering and there was cotton candy vodka around anyway so that stuff's always fascinating to me and i i liked manhattans i liked like you said you know like the kind of i love i like i love a nice fancy weird cocktail like anytime (laughs) i was like this is a curry blah 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 i'm like i want curry drinks right i'm just i'm just the type of person wants to try everything me too yeah 
Yeah. Like, that's why I, tra- I used to travel a lot. I was like, I just want to go to a different country and try what they do and mm-hmm. what they eat and what they drink. And moving here was so overwhelming because I'm like, I got to save money. But God, there's so many cocktail bars. Oh, yeah, there are. drinks and so yeah. much good food. And I'm like, I really got to hold myself back <laughs> a lot. You know, <sighs> there is no end to the good food uh, here. No. Oh, no. And again, like another thing about like, I, I don't think this is so much OCD as it is me as a person, but like, I always have to have something to look forward to. So I don't get into like weird depressive ruts mm-hmm. and moving here was like, it was, you know, I just want to move and then I get here and I'm like, there is always something to look forward to here. Yeah, that's all true. The time. And yeah. I love it. I'm like, I, like I said, I was so comfortable. I lived, you know, in Washington for 33 years. I come here and it's like, everything's new. Like I went there, this guy gave me three locations at the coffee shop to go visit. And I was like, oh, <laughs> every week is just a new week now. Yeah. Yeah. And there's always something that someone's like, oh, have you been to this place? Have you been to that place? Yeah. And you were talking about seeing uh, locations of uh, films or from films that you like. Yeah. And I everything. Just compare them, you know. I yeah. did a show at the Bourbon Room a few weeks ago, which I'm, have you been there? No, I haven't. It is beautiful. It's in Hollywood. Uh-huh. You know, it's got like the big yellow curtains, the velvety couches. Like yeah. it's what I would imagine a Hollywood venue was like. Sure. And I walked in, I was like, <gasps> taking pictures and videos. <laughs> and there's this person at the bar just like, kind of rolling their eyes on me i was like bitch i just moved here okay <laughs> also like you should be happy when someone's excited to see things that you've seen i'm i'm so with you on that i yeah. don't like jadedness in any form and usually if someone's jaded they're like oh yeah look at them and they're all excited is yeah. so jaded now yeah they are and, and it's like don't you realize you're reducing your happiness quotient yeah like yeah it, it's not cool like i'm still excited when I don't know. I was at uh, something, one of the filmings for that uh, show, and um, a friend had a party that was being filmed. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I was like filming at that show. Um, and it was at this house that had this incredible view. Mm-hmm. Now, I've been here almost 11 years, and I remarked to someone, I said, Isn't it great? Like, no matter how long you've been here, you're still, you'll go to someone's house and you're like, Wow, this view is amazing. Because I never get tired of looking at beautiful views and in I'm LA. And I'm still like that in Seattle. Now when okay. I go home, like yeah. and I see things, I'm like, ah, oh, it's so pretty, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, Capitol Hill is so much bigger than I thought. I, I had a day off on a tour that I was working on, and I thought Capitol Hill was like whatever streets, street. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because in Massachusetts, like Harvard Square is very small. And I only made it around to like, you know that Starbucks that pretends it's not a Starbucks? Yes. What is that place called? Is I can't... it the, um, the roastery? Rosary? Rosary? I don't know what it's called. Some I, let's say the rosary. Coffee name. Like yeah. a religious coffee yeah, experience. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is, basically. It, it, it really yeah. is. And it's really pretentious. And we were standing there waiting in line. And I went, wait a second. They have frappuccinos? I was like, Starbucks is built. Wait, they'd suit. Oh, this is that fake Starbucks that's not. A- yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of that. I think that's a representative of a lot of people in Seattle to be in with. Like, this isn't actually a Starbucks. Oh yeah, like <laughs> I'm don't... not actually a trust fund baby. <laughs> Those, yeah, that's always a thing yeah. too. That's always a thing. No, it is. It is very fun though, because like I'm going back to Asia. Like I did a lot of Asia traveling in mm-hmm. 2018, 19. You know, back when I had money and there wasn't a pandemic. <laughs> I remember those and, days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like my, I'm turning 34 this year, and I was getting a little bit of anxiety about having my birthday here. So I just messaged my friend. I was like, Hey, do you want to just leave the country just that's, for a couple weeks yeah and so that's what i'm doing so that's like the next thing i'm looking forward to because i'm like a little bum that like 
I'm not putting as much effort to do open mics and honestly, cause I don't want to fucking grind anymore. I'm sorry. Like I don't want to go do comedy until 1am every night now. Yeah. So for me, if I'm going to be taking time off from really like being, you know, oh, got a fucking network, blah, 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 <laughs> then I'm going to enjoy it. So yeah, I'm going to go to Japan for a week with my friend. Then we're going to go to Phuket in Thailand. Oh, wow. That's which great. Which is be amazing. And it's like, yeah, like I always have things to look forward to. And there's so many people I've hung out with here. Like not saying LA, everyone's so nice, but I've hung out with people. I'm like, oh my God, let's go there. And they're like, Ugh. all right, I've been there a lot. Sorry. And it's like, well, I haven't. When yeah. my boss moved from, because uh, my office is actually in Seattle, my boss uh -huh. moved from Santa Monica to Seattle. And when okay. she got there, I was like, you have to go here. You have to go here. You have to. And I, it's like, it got me excited. Like, yeah. I get excited about things. Yeah. So. And it's fun to be excited. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things. It, it's like the thing about guilty pleasures. Like, it, there's no such thing. I mean, unless it's something really hideous, but, you know, like uh, video games or trashy movies or. I don't know, anime, some people, you know what I mean? Like people would classify yeah. a lot of these things that you and I both love. Well, this is also why I don't want to be too mean about like the world is so jaded because like, I mean, you know, as, as a content entertainer in quote that reactionary stuff is very popular right now oh that's yes 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 and, it and is. we were talking about this earlier like with the gaming stuff um like yes there's many, many different types of streamers some streamers just play one video game and yeah. they have their one audience that loves that some people just want to play new stuff so they can be like the first person to get content out and then yeah. there's me who's like i started playing streaming in 2020 and i started playing games i like and then i built an audience and be like you should play this game you should play this game and so you have the one audience that wants to just see me play whatever because yeah. they're like we just want to see lisa enjoy we just want to see how she would feel about this and then i bring in this other audience like i was saying metal gear solid is an iconic video game franchise that's been around for like 20 something years and i started streaming the first one this year which was like 2001 it came out original playstation and i had all these new people that mm -hmm. have never ever seen me stream before like there's someone who hasn't played metal gear solid one yet <laughs> and they're like we have to find we have to see how she and it's a very reactionary game it's very meta humor uh -huh. the fourth wall stuff like one of the first games to actually do that and so the game held up for me, but also having people come in and be like, oh my God, that's so cool to see like somebody is still doing this thing. It's yeah. like, I'm sure it's like with movies, like a movie that has been around forever that you haven't seen. Someone's like, someone hasn't seen Videodrome yet. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. Right? It, it, yeah. The same thing. And I'm always like that. And another great thing about living in LA, so to live and die in LA, which I've mentioned more than any other movie yeah. on this show and will continue to. Uh, including a movie club coming up very soon, folks. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Thank you. And uh, and I implore you, I, I hope that you see it someday. And if you do, my rule is just don't read anything about it. So uh, I have That's my rule for everything. Oh, good. I, I never, like that. I never look at spoilers. I never Google anything. You're on the same wavelength as Everyone's myself. Everyone's like, watch this video on how to beat this boss. I'm like, no, fuck yourself. I'll figure it out. Yeah, why? I That's something I'm not... <laughs> so like you... And I, the hyperfixation comes in handy, though. Yeah. Right? With, oh, and... I, before I forget, to live in LA, I was uh, talking to Ada and then my mom. I was like, here's something amazing about LA. My favorite movie is has is either has played or will play at the end of this month or next month nine times in the theater and different theaters all over, you know, like, and I'm like, where else in the world would my favorite movie, Now the Director, happen to just pass away? But even before that, it played two or three that's times. What I, that's what I love about this place. It's like it still thrives on live entertainment. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. Like, 
they try to do stuff like that in other cities. I know like Seattle will have like a Studio Ghibli festival where they play yeah. all the old animated movies. But like, and it's not like this where it's like, like Friday I got invited to a brewery's rendition of a Shakespeare play. Wow. And it was just a bunch of, I didn't go unfortunately because I had a, a gig, but it was like, my friend was like, yeah, it was a bunch of drunk people doing Shakespeare. And I'm like, that is incredible. <laughs> it is. And that's not, and that's just not like a, a random event someone put on. This is something that happens pretty often. Like seeing all the Halloween stuff coming out now, I'm like, oh my God. Like it is, it's exciting because like there's still a part of me that's, that's obviously introverted and like mm. likes to be, gets all my energy from sitting indoors and playing video games. But so much of me right now is like, I just want to just say fuck everything and just go out and do shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's and, where I'm at in my life right now. Well, that's a good place to be. Yeah. It's a really good place to be. And you drive. So that is very helpful. <laughs> and I have a car, which yeah. helps. So, <laughs> yes. Although with the drinking thing, then you got to take an yeah. Uber. But that's great, too, because can you imagine L.A. before Uber? Like, Oh, God, yeah. It's so weird when I hear people talk about those days. I mean, I'm sure people drove drunk plenty. Oh, yeah. And but... like, I'm scared to drive after like 11 p.m. on a weekend here because I know so many people have been in car accidents. Yeah. Which is why I just go get drunk in the valley. No, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> like I can walk 20 minutes to a bar. Well, there's my exercise. Yeah, that's perfect. Right? Yeah. And it's oh, it's amazing. There are a lot of great events and everything. And uh, the thing is also um, you can slip out of being plugged into it. And I'm trying to be plugged back more into, for instance, the movie calendar schedule, which is not really like a, an outdoors activity, but I'm more of an indoor cat. Um, but but it's still an activity. It is an activity, and it's something I love. Like, there's four horror movie marathons next uh, month. One is 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. There's a new Beverly one, which is 2 p.m. to 2 a.m. They used to be overnight. I'm going to one of them. I would like to go to, like, three of them. Like, I love that. That's the thing about not being, I guess you're not technically from here, but someone who just moved here is, like, I never saw movies back home ever. okay yeah i never paid to go see movies yeah like, i'll just watch it on blah 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 <laughs> and then i moved to fucking hollywood obviously seeing movies is the thing here like i didn't even think about it. i was like why is seeing movies a big thing in la like <laughs> and my friend's like are you kidding me and so yeah like i haven't dipped into that like i i'm like right now it's like i want to see comedy i want to eat tacos because they're yeah real tacos and oh, next it's next it's gonna be live music then it's gonna be it's i am just so as much as like my mental illnesses or whatever, <laughs> my mental state will still go in huge dips. I always think about that. It's like, girl, you just moved here. Like you're gonna come next year. Next year is gonna be your year. This year you yes. should just be rested, go visit your family, go on your vacation, don't overwork yourself. And then next year it's like, you can do all those things that you're excited about. Like I'm I'm like giving myself shit, like I haven't been to the beach yet. Mm. <laughs> no, no, like, no. what? <laughs> no, 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 that's like, right? that's like a stressing on a vacation. Like right? I gotta do this thing, I gotta yeah, do that. right? Like what yeah. are you doing, Lisa? You just, you just spent so much time and money here. Like you'll be fine, so. Yeah. And it's great, cause I've never had this type of excitement in my life i've always lived 15 minutes from my parents house okay yeah so that yeah. that is a big thing when i moved from massachusetts it was thrilling even though it was a very difficult time financially and scary too yeah because you need to get a foothold somehow into something and that's always difficult but um i was so thrilled to not be in the horrific cold which activated my depression like uh just no so, i'm still business. a very cold person well yeah seattle's uh, terrain well not terrain uh not, it's not about land but it's 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 kind of what overcast all the time like yeah, but it, it's not 
like I'm sure Massachusetts winters are far worse than Seattle. Winters. Oh, they are brutal. Yeah. I like, think they're... we get like five days of snow. And we're like, mm, I guess I'll just stay inside. <laughs> no, the, the winters are so bad in Massachusetts. Like you're chipping ice off the car. You got to start the car like 20 minutes before you got to go somewhere. Yeah. So it'll kind of melt some of the stuff. It's the first uh, winter after I moved, I was like watching the news reports from Massachusetts. Uh -huh. They had the worst winter that they had since the 70s. Oh, God. And they had the blizzard of 76 or something or 77 there. Then, it, and it, so two lane roads were turned into one lane roads. It was like the snow was piled like person height. Anyway, I was just so happy to be here. Because my seasonal yeah, effect of- here is, mm, it's 55. Right, which I got used to very quickly. I was like, ooh, God, it's 55. I wear long sleeve shirts in 90 degree weather because of my tattoos. <laughs> and when I got here, I was like, why are people wearing long sleeves in 90 degree? Are you insane? Then yeah. here I am like a month later, like hiking in my long sleeves and my hat. I I can't wait to go home in like the winter time to see some of the snow just yeah. to get- I'm still a seasonal person. I'm not used to the fact that I can still wear shorts in <laughs> September. Like I'm like, this is friggin' weird to me. But Seattle got really hot too. Like, oh, okay. So it's humid. It's humid too. It right? is. Like, yeah. uh, just climate change in general has kind of ruined everyone's climate. So I was like, well, if I'm going to be getting a god awful summers here, might as well just move to LA. That was another thing. Yeah. Well, and it's and also I, raining here now too. Might as well get the rain here too. I, <laughs> I flew back from London uh, in I don't know March, right? And it was maybe not even drizzling for a while. And when I landed in LA, it was the worst rain that I had the entire winter in London. And I, I just couldn't stop laughing on the Uber ride home. Because also, thankfully, there was no traffic. You know, you usually right? get to the airport and you get, you're like, oh, it's not I, I picked up someone from the airport when it was raining and someone called me brave. People talk about that with the- uh, And I was like, yeah. oh no. <laughs> it was so, it was, it was just so hard. It was so hard, but you know what? It, you're, when you're a friend, you're a friend all the way. Yeah. I will say there are like no storm drains like here. No, there's versus, not. Like in Seattle, yeah. we get floods. Like our, we had the hurricane here <laughs> and our, our roof leaked. I was like, oh, fuck off. Like it was barely <laughs> rain. What are you doing? Like I was pissed at my ceiling. <laughs> I remember well, I saw a friend's uh, video on Instagram and there was water pouring through their light fixtures. And I was like, that's a level of terror I don't need. So I'm happy nothing happened here. Yeah, we were we were pretty fine. But yeah, it's just like one of those things where it's like I I every time I get into these weird mental ruts, I'm like, just wait, you have so much to look forward to. I can yeah. see what December's like here. I guess what January's like here. Like it's yeah. So when you get into these mental ruts, is it more of like the self-flagellating? Like you mentioned before, like I haven't done this and I haven't done that. Do you find that you're like that in many aspects of your life? Yeah, I chose the worst career as a content creator. <laughs> well, and a comedian. Yeah, and a comedian, just someone who is just incredibly online all the time. Like, and, and like all my stuff online does very well. I'm very engaging, which is one of the reasons why my company hired me. Like, mm -hmm. I'm a content producer for an esports company and. I really know how to work social media, apparently. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. They're like, you're great at social media. I was like, I just post a lot, but I guess that's not bad stuff so, yeah right yeah but yeah. uh but yeah like uh, you know like uh i'll get like a surge of a bunch of followers from an old reel and then people put that unwanted pressure it's like when are you gonna post another video when's your next show when's your blah blah, blah. Sure. and it's like i wish people would just like know that when something happens it'll happen yeah like, well I, I think yeah. we each have to, like i can forget that personally because there'll be like you know with podcasting it's every week right but yeah. then uh, like because i do i'm a one-man band Sometimes that's not feasible, whether it's because I had a bipolar episode or or whatever, a hypomanic rather, 
Thankfully, the Lamotrigine takes away the depressive episodes. Right. Mostly. Like, they're there, but they're, like, shorter, and you're just kind of like, uh-oh. They're, like, a little boring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're just kind of like, you're really, like, kind of like, but it's not, like, weeks or anything like that. I always tell it to people because I think it's very funny when you see, like, these old, haggard, like, right-wing dudes <laughs> get online. They're like, try getting a real job. Here's the thing, motherfucker. I used to work freight at a grocery store. I was a forklift wow. driver. I would work midnights and work until 8 a.m. And I could show up to work in the worst fucking mood. I could have a manic depression attack. I could have an OCD episode and I'd show up to work and just do my job because I didn't have to have makeup on. I didn't have to have a good mood. I was like, the job now working at in content and production yeah. and trying to be creative 24 seven is so much more tough and demanding yeah. than any physical job ever had not saying the physical jobs weren't hard but to tell somebody who who literally their entire brain is what they use versus their physical body yeah it's what we're going back earlier is people thinking that mental illness is just like oh i had a bad day right you know it's no it's like your brain is part of your body so it's like whether you're overworking yourself physically or mentally that's the same amount of of exhaustion you're using yes absolutely like yeah. I, I complain I made a joke how it's like when I first started my job, I'd be like so excited that, oh my God, I can sleep until 10 a.m. now and blah, blah, blah. And now I'm like, oh, I have to tweet today. Ugh, I don't want to do that. I remember being Ugh. in an elevator in London. I was like, oh my I God, I have to stock milk in a cooler. I don't want to fucking tweet some bullshit about something I don't care about. Like, well, what's what's right? life like without uh, if we don't get to lose perspective every now and then? Right. Now? It's just so funny to me. Like, get a real job. It's like, okay, let's switch for a day. Yeah, I'm going to be sore at the end of the day from what you do, but you're going to be mentally fucked up because you can't do what I do. Like, well, that's the yeah. thing. A lot of people can't do the stuff that they like rag on or they're like, oh, you should do this instead of you're wasting your time. No, you're not because someone wants to watch what you're doing. You are good at it. So like, where's the harm? I don't understand that. Like, it's because they can't fathom the fact that it's like. Like a lot of people I know who are like, oh yeah, like I used to play a lot of video games, but then I grew up and I was like, no, you didn't. You just lost interest or you moved yeah. on. I, yeah. this is very much what I want to do with my life right now. So yeah, I'm going to figure out a way to do it with money. Yeah. If that, yeah. like I'm a People get mad at that though yeah, too. I, people get mad at, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but if you're able to convert your passion into a career, some people do not like that. They don't. And I, and I can see why, because there is this weird societal pressure to monetize everything you do. Like I recently got into building Gunpla. Do you know what those are? No, what's that? They're plastic um, Gundam models. Like, you know, like how people build like airplanes and stuff. Yeah. These ones specifically are like the Japanese mech robots. I okay. got super into them because like so much of like my OCD is physical. Like I have to be able to do puzzles, fidget, sure. blah, blah. And everyone's like, well, why don't you build Gundam? They're really fun. They're like Legos, but they look better and they're cheaper. And I was like, okay. I started doing a bunch of streams of them and then people were like, you should make reels of this. I'm like, nope, <laughs> I am not. This is my hobby yeah, this that is I enjoy private... doing. Yeah. I do not want to feel the need to learn how to be better at it. I don't want to feel the need to make money off it or to edit. I like, I can I just have a hot, like my discord can see when I'm playing a video game and not streaming it. And like, oh. they'll give me shit and be like, why aren't you streaming it right now? I don't want to be on fucking camera. Can yeah. I have a game <laughs> that I don't have to entertain? Can I just be funny off stage? Can yeah. I, like, it's one of those things where it's like, 
I can see why people are like, it's not good to monetize your passions. Just mm. enjoy your passions. But but I, I'm I'm more thinking of the people who are actually envious because they. That's because they're not entertaining. That's why. That's the thing. That's the thing. You either have that ability or you don't. I mean, it can be uh, honed and. Yeah, and, uh, people are like, oh, you know, I I want to try streaming. I'm like streaming is easy once you start getting into it blah blah but it's not an easy job to do no and also it's Same like in comedy exactly in podcasting. It, 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 exactly <laughs> yeah you have to also there's there is a schedule there is a sort of expectation there is a, as you mentioned before you have to like bring your a game really every time you know unless like sometimes if you're off that can be part of the thing which i try to incorporate into the show but then sometimes when i'm really like you said with the with the um uh, say, what do you call them again the the gun gun gunpla gunpla or uh, gundam. gundam or gunpla yeah. okay i want to make sure I, I had that right before just you just uh, say robot okay the robots <laughs> the robots <laughs> but that that like sometimes i'm like okay well if i'm having a like a difficult time how much do i share so i'm trying to figure out that but i share pretty much everything which is also not the easiest thing to do yeah like it does it doesn't have a tax but it's like sometimes you go jesus should i have told that story or right? you know, should i've shared that yeah, yeah. i'm a very oversharer all the time um but like yeah <laughs> like like it's the same thing where it's like like i need to invest more money in my streams which is a hard difficult thing to do because yeah like you don't it's the same thing with comedy like you want to buy a nice camera film your sets even though you won't see a return on that profit for a very long time yeah but that's just the that's the expectations of your job though right is that like if you want to get better at it you invest time and money into it and so yeah the people who get upset it's like it's like that thing where it's like i don't even want to argue with you because of how stupid you are <laughs> like it's just yeah. a waste of my breath to educate you yeah or to even like make i, I have things to film i can't talk to you right now so <laughs> <laughs> i know exactly what you mean and then that leads me to of course the old uh, uh classic of the internet trolls and how do you uh how do you navigate <laughs> Ooh, nah. you ready for a really dark story? Always. Thank okay, you. I yes. Know, I figured you would be. Uh, <laughs> well, this is actually another reason why I'm in this phase of my life where I want to be really happy and like just want to not be jaded, be excited, just kind of try to be more empathetic. It's because yeah. about five years ago, I did lose my significant other. Oh, I'm to, so sorry. Um, well, it was ruled as suicide, but he went missing. And this was the person I was gonna marry, he was in the military, he dealt with a lot of the same mental illnesses as I did, uh -huh. except for because of an expectation of being more of a masculine person in the military, he was a wonderful person, but he couldn't handle it. Yeah. And 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 sadly he went missing. And I and I know that motherfucker went missing on purpose because he was like, I don't want to be found. Like, good luck, you know. Mm -hmm. And and of course, like I'm at a point where I can talk about it. I'm healed from it. I make jokes about it which sounds bad but people people are very aware of what happened well, well plus you have to make light of horrific things yeah. that happen and he's also a, he was also a very dorky this is exactly what he'd want me to do anyways uh -huh. but during that time because he went missing his military they didn't want to report it because i don't know if people knew this but there is far more people in the military that commit suicide and go missing than there mm -hmm. is reported because they hush hush about it sure yeah and so i me being my loud tab was like i'm not gonna fucking hush hush about this yeah. i post about it online my fiance went missing his car was found here blah 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 Thirty-five thousand shares wow very overwhelming sure imagine one percent of thirty-five thousand. 
3,500 people. Mm -hmm. That's math. Um, (laughs) Blaming you for it, though. Oh, my God. I had people say she must have killed him. She must have drove him to suicide. Oh, my God. Absolutely batshit insane. Like, I had... um, I had to like privatize my Instagram, my Twitter, which was so hard because I I wanted to get updates from people and some updates were just be like, go fuck yourself, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I don't think people realize like, hey, that whole moment in my time was just a blur. Like I barely remember so much of that because it was so deeply overwhelming and exhausting. Yeah. But also like people were doxing me, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, that's obviously when I went back to therapy and then I went to go, I fled the country, went to another... I was like, this probably does look like I murdered him at this point. Because I was like, I'm going to go to Asia for three months and turn off my phone. Um, But no, like, uh, I have PTSD from a lot of that, uh, obviously. Like, I'd be be fucked in the head if I didn't. Yeah, Yeah, no, (laughs) that's true, right. If I was like, I'm fine, no. And so I get very sensitive about uh, how I'm how I'm obviously shown online. Yeah. I'm very particular about what I post, what I share. And... Streaming was a big hurdle I had to get through because I'm like, when I first started streaming, I had people mainly be like, hey, I've been following your story for years. I'm glad to see you're doing okay. Mm -hmm. And like those comments are very nice, but they also are very hurtful. Like it's like, I don't. I don't want me to be the person I was five. I don't want you guys to know me as what I went through five years ago. I don't want that to shape who I am. And yeah, like every once in a while, I'll get people in my chat or on my comedy videos and be like, women aren't funny, blah, blah. Well, we all know that's true. Yeah, they're not. We're all... We're all just joking, really. Yeah, well, Jerry actually, Jerry Lewis woke us up to that. And yeah, we were right? like, oh, my God, the we're, king of we're comedy. We're actually way funnier than we are, but we know men are dumb, so we really dumbed down our humor. <laughs> um, no, and, like, it's funny because I have a lot of PTSD, mainly because of how I am shown online. But when I do get the stupid comments, I'm so much stronger than that because it's like, motherfucker, I had someone dox me five years ago. Yeah. You know, and somebody messaged my mom and my dad and tell them that your daughter's a murderer. Yeah, oh, my call God. Me fake gamer all you want. I like I have you. I don't know if you remember my opening joke about the Twitch thing. I where think it's like yeah. I get the trolls and they'd be like, they'll call me mean things. And I'd be like, and I'll be like. Okay, you know what, buddy? Keep talking because you know what I'm capable of? If I can find out who your dad is and fuck him. Yeah. So do you want me to fuck your dad? <laughs> do okay? remember, yeah. Because yeah. I will do that. So you're a driven person. Yeah. And so like it, it has made me stronger in a sense where it's like so much of that is just like teenagers being mean. Yeah. But like because like I care so much about how I'm being perceived online because I don't want shit like that haunting me again. Yeah. Like when I was going through all that and people were wanting to reach out for help. I was just like, hey, if anyone wants to help me, can you just shut these guys down? These oh, people yeah. writing Reddit articles, people on my 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 YouTube comments, just just I don't want this following me. Sure. And this particular one made me laugh, which this woman found a guy on Twitter who was harassing me, saying yeah. vile shit to me. And she found that his his Twitter was connected to his Facebook. <laughs> and so instead of you know, messaging him, be like, yeah, I found you, blah, blah, blah. No, she sent the screenshots to his mother. Oh. <laughs> and a few days later, I was walking with my dad and I get a call from Facebook. And and at this point, I answered everybody because I just wanted any any update. Sure. A stranger could have been like, I saw his shoe or something. Yeah. 
I answer the call and it's this guy just weeping. And I, you know, this is the difference between men and women is that women are so used to being emotional creatures and we're so used to crying that we can have coherent conversations while tears are streaming on our face. Mm -hmm. Men are not. They sound like whales. <laughs> and so I just get this call. This guy's like, <laughs> and I was like, what? And he was like, I should, sometimes I'm online. I don't realize that there's real people behind profile pictures. And I was like, Sorry, I'm sorry. Is this, Can uh, you, is this Bob? Is and this... then he was like, "My mom found the messages. She kicked me out. Blah blah blah." And starts crying. He's like, "I just want to say I'm so sorry." And I was like, "Look, buddy, I don't have the capacity to yell at you or yeah. to tell you anything, but just leave me alone." Right. Just, that's all I can say. Right. And he paused. He's like, "What?" I was like, "Yeah, just leave me alone." He goes, "That's all you have to say." I was like. Yeah. That's all you have to say. Like, again, this expectation that you're going to like enter into some, like, uh, I don't know, Thunderdome thing. Yeah, or like with him. speech shoot. What? No, dude, just leave me alone. Like, I just, I don't want to deal with this, whether it's positive or negative. Just, just leave people alone online. That's it. Just yeah, leave them alone. Right. Leave them alone. I, I always wonder about yeah. that, you know, because everyone gets their share of trolls, unfortunately. Right. And yeah, and it's, it, it doesn't make any sense to me because there's lots of things I don't like. I might mention them to someone just, if they come or like, I, I'll be like, oh, I hated that fucking movie. But it, it's in interperson yeah, talking about something else. Leave them alone. Yeah. I'm not going to go on some comedian site or some podcaster site. Like what? I've seen so many bad jokes online. Ones that actually really bug me. I just don't care. Yeah. And that was life changing for him. He was like, that's it. I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh my God, thank you. And oh, wow. Okay. I shit you not every week for like two months straight. He would send me these long messages that I always kept him on read. I never messaged yeah. him back telling me how much his life has changed, how he wants new hobbies. But this was the funniest part is I remember specifically him saying his mom found the messages and kicked him out. I looked at this guy's profile picture. He was absolutely 50 years old. Oh, my God. And so for me, that's another thing where it's like this guy was not a 25. This was a grown ass man who with Cheeto fingers in his mom's basement. <laughs> probably never talked to a woman in his life like this is so this is what i imagine when yeah. i get people trolling me i imagine you as that as basically the comic book guy from the simpsons that is yeah, you that's him and i'm sure his life changed like i i eventually did block him because i was like buddy you're sending me too many messages i literally said to leave me alone like you're as much as you want to say that i'm your jesus you are disrespecting my boundaries yeah um yeah but i always wonder like how he's doing these days <laughs> I don't even, I have like maybe 1,200 people blocked on Facebook. Mm -hmm. I couldn't remember his name. It's not worth for me to go back and look Well, and plus it. it would be too much of a prize for him if you right. did remember his name exactly. because that's what it's all about. It's like, please pay attention to me and in whatever shape uh, or form possible. But that's always like a story I think about when it's like I get people online who want to harass me and stuff. I think about that guy. And, and I also think of the fact that all I told him was to leave people alone and that was enough for him to change his life. Yeah. And I'm like, that's sad. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it is sad. <laughs> because you yeah. should know as a normal person just to not, like, don't say anything nice. You don't want to tell people you don't want to say back to you. Like, right. I've always learned that. It's like, unless someone is, like, harassing somebody yeah. or trying to hurt me or hurt someone else, like, most of the time it's harmless to me in every way. And so I just keep my mouth shut.
Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, there's a lot of things that you could say something about, but you don't because for various reasons. Also, like, I just don't, like, pe- my energy and my time is very precious. Right. That's <laughs> oh, that's the other thing, because yeah. I, I find, like, if you ever find, is everyone can sometimes be bonding with someone over, like, r- shared hatred. Uh-huh. And it's, anyone can have that happen, but then it's like, oh, wait a second. I try to always catch myself and, like, okay, now I am, it, it, like, bathing in negative energy, which only will bring me more negative energy which again, you can lose track of if you're like in a bad mental space and everything like that. But I definitely dumped a lot of friends that, which honestly kind of hurts, but I did get rid of a lot of mainly male friends from the last like 15 mm. years of my life. Because Ma- males who are negative. I've never heard yeah, of right? that. Because like, I just like <laughs> your cynicism, your constant need to like put, put me on a, like put me in my place. Like Ugh. I don't, I can't do that anymore because i used to be like that when i see the cynicism people have when i first started comedy i was just like uh i don't like i was overly sarcastic and then i ended up losing someone so special to me yeah that was a very you know he was not a macho military guy he was very sweet very charismatic very himbo-y you know uh-huh. the term himbo yeah. yeah he's a very big himbo but he still had so much pain in him and so for me it was like i never want to i always want to be vulnerable and same here yeah. and because of that i have gotten a more positive audience out of it instead of constantly feeling there's so many comedians here that's constantly feel the need to just be like on a mic they always have to be funny they always have to be a dick and it's like like what happens when you actually go through something yeah it was really hard for me to go from goofy lisa to being like hey my fiance killed himself yeah like it took that that took a a a shot to my pride and ego that i don't think people realize how much that changes you Mm -hmm. and because of that like i am so openly vulnerable with people and if people are bugged by that then they can fuck themselves yeah and i have like uh i try to maintain the rule of like okay so they're reacting like that or they're trying to big time me or like be a snob to me about something i don't need that in my life because I also don't need to be irritated about it because I will fixate on that. I'm like, that motherfucker. I also and- play stupid. Oh. Not to interrupt you. No, no, no. That's okay. I love that. Tell like- me more about that because I did that recently where someone was trying to big time a friend of mine and then we happened to be with like one of the... <laughs> most influential biggest producers and songwriters like in the world the guy who wrote simply the best uh-huh. for Tina Turner he's actually coming over later to tape a new show but this guy was like oh yeah well i've been in a and r for you know, like i walk out of the bathroom and i catch this very la conversation and that's what, you pull, what is that oh uh, uh, and, and uh, then you just keep saying i don't get it what, what is that well, i you, don't get it oh well she was like so mad <laughs> you know i know what is that that's that's great and especially because with misogynists too um Oh, they love they love to mansplain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I had an interaction recently where this guy was just like, he did not know what to say back to me. I said, uh, I don't know, someone someone posted this thing like I hate that so much of like self care stuff self like take care of yourself is being negative and shutting people your life. Yeah, which is true. Like we've talked about absolutely it is. Yeah, I said the whole you don't owe anyone anything advice has ruined a lot of authentic friendships for me because people being like I had a bad day like or I'm having a bad month like I don't need to get back to you and it's like no you should get back to me because i also like care about it was anyways he goes anyone who calls himself it's it's so funny it's the same thing earlier anyone who calls himself kind empathetic is not a kind empathetic person i was like what do you mean by that he goes well if you're saying that you're kind i bet you anything you're not a kind person like why yeah right he was like because people who are like that just aren't like that i'm like but why aren't they (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like and it, be like a four-year-old you know it's like well why yeah. do we have to and do then that? he was like anyone who says 
who is very adamant to telling people what they are usually not. That's what a narcissist does. I'm like, okay, I love Korean food. So if I tell people I eat Korean food, does it mean I don't eat Korean food? Yeah, right. He was like, no, that's different. I'm like, how's that different? I'm literally saying what I am and <laughs> you're saying I'm not. I'm like, I'm also a woman. Am I not a woman? Right. And then he turned into this huge like transphobic thing. I was like, there you go. Your okay. true colors came out, buddy. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like, if you just play a little dumb with them, they are like, what? <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, you are, but like, it's different. How's it different? Like, I know what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah, there are people who are narcissists out there that I try to prove that they're not. But like, I was just saying, hey, yeah, telling yourself that you don't owe anyone anything ever. Way different. That's actually narcissism by thinking that. Yeah. So I don't... People just want to argue. People want to argue and also bandy about certain terms and they might use them in the opposite way. Like, you know, like people like that Jonah Hill story where he was using like psycho speak, you know, like therapy speak. They love to weaponize therapy speak. Yes. That's why I said we should be able to interview our friends therapists. That's a great idea. Some one of Jonah Hill's friendship hit up the therapist. The whole documentary (laughs) was like, hey, by the way, he's still like this and he gets in trouble. You absolutely should. We should be able to. It's like a t- parent-teacher conference. I remember once years ago <laughs> thinking, oh, wouldn't it be great if uh, everyone I know in my life could be interviewed very frankly about like what they thought of me and stuff and then watch it? And I was like, well, that seems very like dangerous, but also it's in- it- along the same lines. That's an OCD thought too. Is like, I, like the way I get <laughs> I think perceived. I'm realizing yeah. <laughs> something yeah, about exactly. myself. <laughs> it's like, or people be like, that's autism. Like it's a mental illness, whatever it is. Yeah, whatever it's this thing is, it's thought, no, but, it's like. <laughs> yeah, but no, it, it, yeah, it's very much is like it's almost always exclusively a man talking to a woman yeah you know what and and i honestly prefer to spend time with women over men and even being queer i don't like i don't want to hang out with guys that much i just because you know there's a lot of um yeah there's just a lot of stuff well you know even the thing about big time in me on on like movie knowledge or something like Uh that anytime people go oh my god you haven't seen that like the second i hear the like the second or third time at that, I, I almost, I, I think once I've, yeah, I've said this to people a couple of times out loud, you know, sometimes you think, do I just think that? Or I've gone, you know, you really don't want to play that game with me. Okay. Yeah. I'm not interested in that, but like, don't do that. Okay. But also it's like a thing where it's like, not everyone is raised the same. Yeah. And, I, yeah. Um, yeah. I always try to approach, like there are people who are very uneducated about certain things. And many people saying is like, how do you not know? How are you blah, blah. And it's so quick to jump on the gun because people have this idea that just because the internet is an open platform where you can learn everything that not everyone uses it the same way. Well, yeah, yeah. that's right. It's like any tool. Like it can be used for There is a comedian, evil. I forgot who it was, but they were like, uh, you know, I grew up in, a, in same town as me king county grew up in a very liberal area uh-huh. so i didn't meet my first conservative till i was like 30 <laughs> and then he was like saying like so anything that i'm ignorant on that's on me like mm-hmm. i was i was educated on this stuff when i was very young like yeah. you know and it's the same with me it's like but there's still so many things i'm gonna educate about and people are like how did you not know about that thing that was trending on twitter 14 days ago well i was on twitter that day i'm sorry like i yeah. missed the whole thing you know well there's a lot of that that going on too with like movies that came out like two minutes ago shows that are on that i get a lot of like you haven't seen that i'm like no i like how much maybe... time in the world do you think i have yeah like, exactly and i'm sorry i'm watching something from 1975 like, like 30 video games that came out this year and i like very much was like i need them to stop making video games for like six <laughs> i need to catch up like what's, i just yeah what's your rate of uh 
acquisition, uh, digestion, and then um, I guess completion with a video game. Like, do you play one? Because because I'm not a gamer, I don't know. It, do you uh, like win one, or is it something that you continue to play at different? Honestly, like there's a game that just came out two days ago or a few days ago called Liza P. It's a Pinocchio horror game. Okay. But it's got the same vibes as one of my favorite games of all time. And I literally will post a poll, should I buy this game right now? Yeah. And if they say yes, then I do. If not, but also games are like $70. Oh, I didn't know that. If you wait three months, they're usually like free or half the price if you have a membership (laughs) online. So like for me right now, it's like my my thing for streaming is if I've spent more than 10 streams on it, then I got to hurry up sure because like it's not just because i'm bored of the game but because like i always want to be offering fresh stuff to my audience yeah. um but like yeah like i don't get like into buy into hypes as much like i just played through the new zelda game i didn't finish it because it was too goddamn long <laughs> had you it, done the old one oh yeah i'm obsessed with zelda but it's like i've i've played like uh if, if it's a franchise or a company that i really love i'll usually play the game the days that come out yeah but I very much learn over time. I could have just waited three months to play this when it was free. You know, like I think hype is is real for a lot of things. But I also think unless you're the type of person or content creator that wants to shell out, I want to be the first to review something. I want to be the first. That's great if that's you. That's not me. I'm very much like like I have, you know, old videos and recordings from when I first started streaming. Yeah. Of like games that came out five years ago. If I was to post them now, people would still watch them because people who genuinely love the game want to watch them. Like, yes, I've lost the whole audience of being like, is this worth buying? Blah, blah. blah. But the people who genuinely love that, you know, those reactions, those yeah. games, those whatever, those are the audience that I want is the people mm-hmm. who just want to keep up to date with with new viewers and new fans. So it for me, it's just like whatever I'm into. Yeah. I do know it's spooky season. So I'm going to be playing <laughs> some spooky games. What are some spooky games? Uh, Resident Evil. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. It, uh, do you like the films? Oh, uh, I actually just did the Rotten Tomatoes podcast talking about the Resident Evil 2002 oh, okay, movie. Cool. Um, Films are not as good. Most video game films are not good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, because... well, what do you think about Super Mario Brothers, the original one? The original one was great because it was so off the wall. Yeah. The new one I was not a fan of because I'm a very firm believer that, hey, we get that you want to pull in an audience by putting big actors in them, mm-hmm. but it's the fucking Mario Brothers. Like, this is one of the biggest franchises. You don't need to put Chris Pratt and all these guys in it. Put Charles Martinet, the original voice actor, and what do you know? I watched the movie and I was like, you know what? I hated it. Uh-huh. I thought the mu- movie was beautiful. I love the music, but the, I, Seth Rogen and Donkey Kong do not mesh. I'm sorry. I like, do. I wouldn't want that. I, I'm also annoyed that so many uh, A-list or even B-list, whatever you want to call them, actors, known names are put in voice actor roles because there are brilliant voice actors that could be doing it. And also it, it disengages your mind from thinking, oh, that's Seth Rogen. That's yeah. Seth Rogen. And it's, and it's, it's annoying, too, because like... Like as someone, the only role I really love was I think it was Keegan Michael K did Toadstool Mm -hmm. because Toadstool just never had like a really iconic voice. But it's like Peach sounds so boring. Like, and and I don't think people realize that video game voices are not like Pixar movies. Like you can make a new Pixar movie and put big voices in there, and that's fine. They don't have their own identity yet. Like video game voices are so 
crucial to their characters because yes, I'm playing 80 hours of a Mario game. I want to hear a woohoo. I want to hear <laughs> right. Chris Pratt be like, let's go. Like, I want to <laughs> hear that shit. And so, yeah, like I think of most people who are really big into video games and like I have a lot of friends that are voice actors. I'm really big into voice acting. Like I am very crucial about like, why are you, mo why are you ruining an already good thing? Yeah. And it's so weird to me that video game adaptations are not usually good because some of the best storytelling I have ever experienced were in video games. And like, Yeah, why do you think that is? Do you think it's because they think, oh, well, we got to improve this. Like yes, the yeah. and when they don't. And also, yes, I get it's it's hard to take like a 20 hour game into a movie um, and, and to keep the same amount of humor and the same amount of emotional impact. But the stories themselves are already so good that almost every single video game adaptation I've seen tries to change what's already there. Yeah. Like The Last of Us. Did you watch The Last no, of Us? No, I didn't. I've heard of it. This is another one that I've yeah. not seen. The Last of Us game, beautiful. One of the best stories ever. Um, the Last of Us show, people will disagree with it. I was not really a huge fan. Yeah. Because so much of the show was was supposed to be the relationship between the two main characters. And instead, they they started focusing on side characters, started trying to really up the drama in other ways. Because, yeah. yeah, you're playing a video game. You're sure. not fucking, you're walking around in a hill and <laughs> getting on your horse and, you know, pressing a button over and over again but it's just so wild to me that's like you would think because they remake so many movies now and mm -hmm. have so many like superhero blah 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 that you would you would emphasize more on doing video games because yeah. these are incredible stories and they have a proven audience as well yeah. right oh, yeah if you make if you make a film that's awful of a video game i love i'll watch it of course like because it's like i'm just obsessed with it's it's the same thing with like if any it's the same thing with you going to see live in the live and die yeah you're like i've seen this movie a thousand times but they're playing it like, I'm, like it's, it, it's I, I well i have a joke that's like not it's like a half joke where i say well if it's playing within 10 to 15 miles of me i'm legally obligated to see it if not like i could face some legal consequences but because it's playing like six times the next couple of weeks, I was joking with my friend. I was like, I'm going to have to go into custody because I can't. Right. I'll, yeah. I was yeah. like, I'll do one. And then I'm like, what a beautiful thing, like an embarrassment of riches that I have to that I'm, you know, instead of like, gee, I would love to see that in the theater someday. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a, it, I, I mean, like for me, it, you know, I was kind of sad that the Mario movie didn't do very well in my in my eyes. But if they were to make a, a Legend of Zelda movie and did it right, where they actually made Link like a silent protagonist, uh -huh. did a good story. I'd be all over that shit. Yeah. But yeah, it's just it's just a weird thing that I think what it is is that instead of getting actual fans of the series into the movies, they mm -hmm. just get Hollywood directors and studios be like, well, we should adapt this. It's a big franchise. And what's strange about that is yeah. because so many big Hollywood movies, they do a lot of focus groups. They do a lot of test screenings. There is an already gigantic pool of people who are very articulate about what they love about the film that would help them sell a lot more tickets, yet they just ignore it. They must have some kind of bias because, oh, it's a video game movie. Oh, yeah. it's like, I think yeah. it's that. I think it's because it, and I actually, I forgot who I was in. I, I think I was watching Stephen Colbert talk about this years ago because he started interviewing uh, like streamers and stuff. And people are like, why are you interviewing these people? Like, we don't know who they are. It's like, you don't realize how the video game industry makes way more money than music and, and movies <laughs> yeah, put together. Anything. 
I was like, you specifically might not give a shit because you're in your 60s, (laughs) but the video game industry very much like some of the biggest streamers are some of the biggest personalities on the internet. They have a lot of influence, which is the scary thing about kids being so cynical is they watch the wrong kind of people. Yeah. but yeah, it's the whole thing where it's like, you might not be interested, but sir, the video game industry is thriving and continues to grow. My roommate is a director of a video game studio mm-hmm. and he's working on a game right now and all he did was put out the artwork and boom, it's already blown up. Like, I wanna play this game because that art looks cool. Like, yeah. people get so attached to it. And I, I often say this too, because I'm really, I love movies, but I'm really into anime. Mm-hmm. And I think I resonate more emotionally with anime and characters and everyone asks me why. And it's like, well, when I watch like a movie or a film or a TV show, I'm always like, oof, like this person is an incredible actor. Like I love the scene because of how well they executed the part. In anime and video games, you only have the character as your attachment. You Mm -hmm. don't really care about who's voicing them. You don't really care about who. So. I think it's easier for me to get emotionally attached to something that's not a real thing because mm-hmm. you don't gain that weird parasocial thing where I'm like, oh, like, is that Pedro Pascal? No, no, no. That's Joel from The Last of Us. Like, no, it's like you resonate. I resonate with characters more because it's my interpretation about who they are. Sure. Yeah. Versus an actor doing it. Right. Um, And that's why I think like a lot of people ignore video games is because they think, oh, it's just children having fun or they're wasting their time. Like, yeah. yes, there are people who should not be playing 16 hours of League of Legends a day. <laughs> but there are people who are like this character, the story resonated with me and I want to consume everything about it. But yeah, for some reason, the entertainment industry still looks at us like it's a joke. Which is so strange. Well, yeah. I think it's that thing like with the music industry was like, uh, fuck MP3s. We're not going to get into that. Or, you know, online distribution, brick and mortar stores. It's the only thing that's going to ever survive. And they even, um, you know, uh, blocked uh, an effort by Todd Rundgren, who's always like way ahead of everyone right. else, uh, to have basically music on demand. It was called something else. But like at the time, through cable, you could like order a pizza or you could do certain things. And it was very early days. But he tried to do something and he was working for Warner Cable. And but yet Warner's music division totally blocked it. So that's how much they were against it. And now what, what happened? The music industry is in peril. You know, like they can barely figure out how to make money yeah. in it. And that's the thing. It's like ignoring And they stuff. treat artists like they're disposable. Yeah. The whole Taylor Swift thing that happened recently with her manager. Yeah, Scooter uh, Braun. And cool. You know, I'm not a big Taylor Swift fan of her music, but... The way this girl uses her influences is is amazing. Oh yeah, like and and, and people should respect. And that's the same thing with anyone who's an influencer. Mm-hmm. It's like she's doing what she should be doing, and yeah, it's it. And that goes way back, way further than video games, though. Like that started in like the 1960s and 50s. Like video games is so new that yeah. it's like, and it's grown so rapidly. Like the people who invented Pong are still alive. Yeah, right. So right. it's like, I, and I think there's just like this weird disconnect that people have with the video game industry because they're they're reverting back to what they saw 30 years ago not realizing how much it's grown yeah like some video games just look real to me now and i hate it like i don't like how i'm sexually attracted to a video game character <laughs> and that there's not a real person who looks like that even though they look like a real person who's the hottest who, who are you most sexually attracted to in the Ooh. video game landscape 
definitely i know because i've been playing metal gear solid it should not be snake from metal gear solid but definitely a snake from metal gear solid uh-huh. but so it's like but he looks like a man that i would date in real life but he's not a real man and it's very frustrating like it's like but it's just those things where it's like and i you know and i'm not just attached to character because he's hot but because i've been watching his story i've been playing his story sure yeah. you know and it's the same thing with uh, kiryu kazuma from yakuza another character i really love it's uh-huh. like i'm in love with this character because i've been experiencing myself as them i've chosen i've chosen their journeys well in, in a way though that's like people's uh celebrity crush it, 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 well actors in particular i mean i guess in another way just celebrities who are celebrities people do follow that but i i tend to um, I'm, I think, more relating that to like an actor or actress that you're like into. But that's also dangerous. Oh, what? Oh, yeah, because yeah. Because there's that parasocial thing where it's like, like people who are obsessed with Taylor Swift. It's like she is still very much her own person. Oh, and also not the person that you might think she is based on whatever detective yeah, work you've the done whole, on. Yeah. You know, have you heard the term milkshake duck? No, what's that? It's my favorite term. Um, it's come out pretty recently. Education for you all. <laughs> we there's do love a, to do there's this. There's a fa- famous tweet that goes around from years ago. It said, "Oh look, it's Amer. It's a joke. It's oh look, it's America's favorite duck, the one who drinks milkshakes." Five minutes later, I regret to inform you, the duck is racist. <laughs> and that term became a real definition for people who have perceived wholesome personalities online end up being a complete awful person. Not saying Taylor Swift is. No, but- no, but you know russell you know, brand yeah the whole me too movement yeah. like that's the thing and so that's what bill the, cosby is like the best example of that exactly ever. so yeah. that's the whole danger with that like snake from el gear solid is not going to come out as a predator that's true i mean unless there's a weird side story in the game that i avoided <laughs> <laughs> for now he's a pretty cool dude like yeah. he hasn't unless they take the game has, really gnarly he hasn't assaulted not... well he has assaulted some of the guards but not in a way that they didn't deserve because they're all bad guys. But like, that's the main thing is that like, that's why it's like people want to resonate with with people that aren't themselves. Yeah. And it's just so much easier to go to something that's fictional. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I, I once uh, saw a Chuck Norris movie as part of a movie marathon. And someone that was there was really like, oh my God, I can't. And I was like, listen, this is like the last action hero. That's just, that's at, like, whatever character name it was. I was like, that's on the screen. That's not Chuck Norris. Right. Even though that guy looks like Chuck Norris and all that stuff, that's just, that's a different personality. That's how I like to think of it. Anyway, not that I'm like saying I listen to Bill Cosby records anymore or anything like that because that's a personality. But when it's an actor, I'm like, that's like a thing in the movie. It's the same thing with people who are typecasted. Yeah. In roles. It's like you really think like this person is like that in real life. No, they're acting. They're right. They're they acting just like look like someone who sells drugs or they just look like <laughs> someone who murders people. Like, right. Like James Woods. Well, now yeah. we know James Woods is a fucking exactly. Creep. That's the thing. But like, yeah, I used to like James Woods. <laughs> Me too. Kid, okay. Me too. And look, I'll still. Clearly, you did. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, but now he's like, I hate trans people and uh, everyone should own a gun and women don't need rights. And I'm like, you could just not talk. Yeah, and that would be is fabulous. That the thing? Yeah, if you just kept your mouth shut, I'd still might like you. Yeah, yeah. but again, you know? with like when I watch Video Drum, I'm watching Max Wren. I'm not watching James Woods. Yeah. to me, that's Max Wren, and this is David Cronenberg's vision. So you know what I mean? Like, so I'm it's a all that. I'm a Jimmy Page fan. I, I love Led Zeppelin with yeah. all my heart. I love 1970s music, 1960s music. But guess what? Those are all predators. Every one of them was sleeping with minors. I was just talking to someone yeah. the other day about Jimmy Page's not just Sable Star, but Laurie Maddox. Yeah, and Laurie Maddox also like I. This actually happened recently. I I know we probably are going over time, but oh no 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 about. no! Like as long as what works for you is. But fine like, with me. Uh, 
there's a tweet of somebody calling out Jimmy Page about the Lori Maddox situation, and they had a David Bowie profile picture, which I'm like, do you know the irony in this, right? <laughs> right. Is that? Yeah. yeah. Shh. Calm down, Junior, because uh, you know you're going to. I mean, like, you cannot, like, I get it. Like, I'm not defending Jimmy Page. Right. But if you don't think that David Bowie was also fucking Larry, Lori Maddox and any other. And form, possibly Larry Maddox, because, yeah, you know, and, yeah, and any other 12 to 16 year old girl that was hung around. And here's the thing is that I don't think any of these people are inherently bad. It's just sadly, that's what was going on during that time. Yes. And then you get older and you get and we're educated. You're like, oh, shit, that was a bad thing that I did. And then you face the repercussions. But you cannot go and call out one person and act like every single other one is the good. Like, that's the whole thing with comedy too is like yeah. there's so many awful comedians mm-hmm. and like yeah you can go out of your way to be like bill cosby's a terrible person but you can't do that with a fucking louis ck profile picture you know what i mean no, <laughs> like, <laughs> no you cannot no but yeah it's like it's like one of those things where it's like i'm still gonna listen to led zeppelin yeah and i'm still gonna be sad when when robert plant and jimmy page or whoever dies yeah but but yeah like it's okay to know that people have done very terrible things again this is why i'm in love with solid snake from metal Gear solid (laughs) because as far as i know hideo kadimia did not write him as a predator when he was a teenager and i played him as a man as 30s okay like to me he's just a man that has killed a lot of men who is very hot who's very hot like (laughs) again guys stop being obsessed with real people like (laughs) it's that easy so what does snake look like what are his characteristics i mean i'm imagining probably incorrectly something between a a, a cross between kurt russell as snake plissken what's so funny how you say that (laughs) is that he is actually modeled after snake really i love that in fact so much the point that in metal gear solid 2 uh, he was undercover as a man named Iroquois Pliskin, which Iroquois meant snake in another language. He looks, he's actually exactly who you think he looks like. He's got the eye patch, he's got the haggard <laughs> no hair. No way, really? You think I, yeah, I watched Escape from LA and was like, I have to play this video game. <laughs> he, in fact, Hideo Kojima, the guy who made the games, are so iconic because he loves Hollywood. He actually tried to get uh, Kurt Russell to be Snake in the games. But oh, wow. was a little too much money. So oh, okay. But yeah, yeah, but it was the thing where it's like, that's funny how you say that because I'm like, that's literally who he is. <laughs> I will show you a picture of him. Please. And you'll be like, like okay yeah that's that's snake plissken like i, I love that i like guessed that i approximated of, of course, it because it's yeah. like snake he's infiltrating it's a stealth game and like, he's kind of a like, rugged uh rebel rebellious uh what's the other word it's like uh i can't remember the word now maverick maverick yeah, yeah. he's got he's just got like he just looks like he smokes cigars and smells bad <laughs> but has like a beautiful chest of hair like yeah. that's you know there's a very there's a very particular look that you knew but it's just funny how you said that because yeah it, his name was pliskin in the second game because he was undercover oh i love that now i haven't seen escape from la i saw escape from new york a lot when i was a kid and i need to watch it again that is, i haven't that's seen it him. forever Oh my God. <laughs> See what I mean? Like yeah. that when you edit this, you'll have I, I have to oh, pull uh, yeah, up a I'll picture de- of Snake. Yeah, definitely. Send me a couple. There's uh, three. Yeah. yeah, that was I'll send you you're like Lisa, this is fan art. I'm like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Lisa, there's fifty five pictures. I can't put all Lisa, of them. Lisa, I can't put a naked snake on there. <laughs> Funny you say that because that's the same of Metal Gear Solid Three. But anyways, yeah. It's like it's one of those things where it's just like, yeah, like 
many people were weird to me because I liked cartoon characters. I'm like, okay, who's your favorite celebrity? Hmm, wait in 10 years when someone comes forward about them. All yeah. right, there you well, go. Well, because it doesn't really, ma- there's no really delineation between them, like the fictional character thing, like the Chuck Norris thing or whatever. And that, they're fictional characters. Again, Max Ren from Videodrome. Like, it, it could be uh, animated. Uh, animated, I don't know how you pronounce it like that. Jam- animated, what? I, I don't even know who James Woods is. There you go. No, that's the thing. I'm I- like, who? Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to not enjoy his incredibly sleazy portrayal of Lester Diamond in Casino. Even though he is, a incre- I mean, he plays it well. He's a very he definitely, sleazy man. Yeah, so I don't know how know. he channeled that so well. But yep, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, he was in a lot of movies in the 80s that I watched. Salvador, he's got a, look, the films are good. Anyway, um, but so you were talking about uh, some drug stuff before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, will be a great way to end this because I do have to go back here soon. My okay. parking ends in five minutes. See, this uh, is the one drawback to LA. Sometimes you gotta, yeah. Yeah, right? Fuck, that's a, but it's good because then it keeps me from, oh yeah, I have other things to do today. Um, well, we'll have to do this again sometime. Oh, I would love to. Yes, I love drugs. I um, <laughs> No, I think now it's more, I've stick more to like the psychedelic stuff and not because like, yeah, like somebody brings me ketamine or fucking molly or whatever i'll still do it but like me it's like i very much as i've gotten older i have a joke on stage where it's like i love psychedelics i I take acid over shrooms because i'm watching my calories like (laughs) it's a joke but like during the pandemic when i was going through a lot of like really tough shit um i hate uh virtual therapy i really hate therapy over zoom uh, so I stopped doing it, and then my friend was like, "You should try microdosing," which is like yeah. such a newer term. But I was, I was doing a lot of shrooms and a lot of acid, and it really, honestly, helped a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think being in LA, everyone has introduced me to drugs I've never heard of before, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm ready to try these." But like, like CB2, or oh, I tried CB2, loved it. Yeah, um, okay, you know I've why? never tried Because I could that. drive home later. It oh, was like, yeah, because oh, it fades away. The hide's gone. I'm a little sweaty, but I'm in a good mood. <laughs> kind of uh, mean the same thing. It's like, oh, a little too much. Well, just wait 45 yeah. minutes. Yeah, See, clear. I can't do that. I used to do like when I was in high school, I used to free base. Like, really? Wow. Well, I, was not a, I wasn't a good kid. Wow, freebasing. So, and, and I'm trying to remember the difference besides the racial uh, implications when I write about it. The difference between freebase and crack is what again? Um, you can freebase most other drugs, but yeah, oh. you would, you just take your little, you'd. You smoke it like crack. There you go. I'll yeah. just say that. And, yeah. uh, you boil it down. I mean, kids, you can look online to find out how. But because I was in high school, I was just such a bad kid. I and you know what? Whatever. Society's to blame on that. But like, but wait, I, I got Sorry, I got to ask. So you free based coke, which is so. That's no, a very... I was doing Percocet. Oh, I, this is wild. Okay, please continue. Like I have no idea you Percocet, could. Percocet, yeah. any painkillers, even Vicodin. Again, guys, I was 16, 17. Yeah, she's not advocating it, nor yeah. am I. I just want to this know everything about they it. should have let me drink legally when I was 16. I would this have stopped is, doing that immediately. See, I think, yeah, and everything should be legal. But, That's, like, uh, all that stuff, as much as I enjoyed doing it at the time, like ecstasy and shit like that, it always felt, made me feel gross after because you never know really what you're doing yeah that's like, true sometimes acids like that too like you really never know exactly what drug you're doing unless you know who you're buying it from yeah and i think as i've gotten older i think i just want to do things more naturally sure um and so anytime everyone's like have you done dmt have you done blah blah i'm like no ayahuasca i'll do all that sh-. but here's the thing i'm still open to do everything like yeah. i'm still that person because i i never want to not try something sure 
you know, I always believe you should try something once. Unless it's like murdering someone. Like, don't yeah, do that. Outside of that. And I, think, I mean, I already did that five years ago. Don't well, do right. it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Got that out of your yeah, system. And I, you're I, like, okay. Not good. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, like I, I think there's also the weird stigma. Like, yeah, I'm not advocating like everyone should be drinking and doing drugs. But like, I think it's okay to try things as long as you are a safe person and know how your personality is. I have a very addictive personality, but luckily... I also have extreme obsessive compulsive disorder about my sure. health, yeah. which is why I don't think I'll ever become an alcoholic or or as much as a drug addict as I used to be because <laughs> I care a little too much about the inside of me. Sure. Uh, but I also am the type of person who's very open-minded. Like yeah. my mind doesn't go as many dark places as it used to. Well, you know? you know, psychedelics do have a tremendously beneficial effect. They do, and I and I'm glad that the stigma is starting to like go away. Same here, but I because booze. Sorry to interrupt. Booze is the worst drug that's out there. I mean, sorry, outside of heroin and meth, because I just think of those as on the no fly zone. Yeah, I'm like, that's not fun drugs. Yeah, yeah, like those are like those are like life. Those are commitments to like. I've I've done heroin once. It was very fun, but (laughs) don't do it. Like it was that where I was like. "Mm, no, I can see why people get into this. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. I try not to be harsh towards drug addicts. I'm like, have you done these drugs? Well, I did smoke <laughs> opium one time when yeah. I was younger, and I was like, oh my god. And I, and then the next day, I had to move, and I was like, why am I so nauseous? And I went, oh right, because yeah. that's where they. That's what I was so skinny. It was like, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But it's just like the thing where it's like. Yeah, like I coming to LA, everyone's like, you got to be very careful. And this is why I'm so glad I moved in my 30s and not in my 20s. In my 20s, I would be a mess. Sure. In my 30s, I'm a lot older, you know, mentally than I used to be. I'm like, I don't have time to try this. Like, I already don't want to do cocaine. I don't want to do heroin. I don't want to do meth. Um, I don't even want to do ecstasy or Molly, really, even though I love doing them. But I, I, I have to be in a certain environment. Like, most things, I just want to be chill. I, yeah. You see how much energy I have? Yeah. Like, imagine me on cocaine. <laughs> I have a fuck. I punch people. I have a heart attack. I scream. So you were on that when you were punching people when yeah, I walked exactly. up to you? Okay, like, yeah. don't give me drugs that are going to make me... <laughs> they're making it look like I'm on drugs. Like, I want to look cool and, like, chill and, like, talk about deep shit. Like, you can't do that on fucking heroin. Like, no, you're just like, oh, man, are you hitting today? No. Like, and, it's and like the other that. person falls asleep. Yeah, on the, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, so I'm very open-minded in trying things, but I very am comfortable where I am. Yeah. Because um, I do have my, you know, people that I grew up with are very concerned about how I used to be when I was younger because I was kind of a drug addict and an yeah. alcoholic. And they see me posting my stories, drinking, going out all the time. Yeah. I have people being like, I hope you're doing okay and taking breaks and stuff. I'm like, I- I'm fine. Like, you know how I know I'm not an alcoholic is I bought a fifth of Hendrix gin the minute I moved here. First week and second week in May, it's still there. That's how I know I'm an alcoholic. It's not gone. Yeah. My friend always said, That's how you know you don't have a problem. If you still have alcohol sitting here that has been here for over 30 days, I know you don't have a problem. And yeah. she's right because it's like I used to not be able to hold a fifth or hold a bottle in my house. It would still be there. But now they're getting dusty. Now I'm like, yeah. This sake is just, it's probably still good. Yeah. <laughs> just dusted off. And you know, it's funny. I, so I had a full bar here basically uh-huh. for guests and stuff. And I hadn't had uh, alcohol. I, it doesn't, it's like, I just look at it as like, that's not something that I have. All I drink all day is water and tea. So that's it. But in the middle of the pandemic, one of the Christmases, I was just so out of my mind depressed that I thought, well, and then five minutes into the first drink, I, I was yep. like, 
I was like, this is not for me. I can't do this. This is bad. But I said, okay, well, I'll try one of everything before I. That's the same thing drugs. The like, yeah, you can still give me ecstasy or whatever shit, but like, I'm not going to enjoy it. Yeah, no, I did not enjoy it. I don't it. even drink no. wine anymore for that reason. Wine is terrible. Yeah, I used to drink a lot of wine. I can't do, I can't drink rum anymore either unless it's like really mixed. <laughs> like, there's certain alcohol I will have to avoid too because of that very reason. Yeah. Also, I'm allergic to tobacco. Oh, you are? And so when I, when I hang out with people who do a lot of drugs, they smoke. Cigarettes. Oh, they smoke a lot. And I used that, to be a cigarette smoker. People smoke a lot. Yeah here and i can't even be around them so yeah i'm very selective about who i'm doing drugs with and what drugs i'm doing because of the outside factors as well well that's a really key element don't do to it. drugs kids you don't do but them try them eventually and very irresponsibly <laughs> if you do mushrooms by the way make sure everyone around you and the environment is something you or some people you enjoy because otherwise it's going to be horrifying yeah yeah exactly i think acid as well i did acid well i had a couple like these weak hits that were just kind of like a little bit of a boost and then I did full-on acid New Year's Eve, either 20 into 21 or 21 into 22. And I watched the Bee Gees documentary, and it kicked in 20 minutes into the Bee Gees documentary. I had the greatest time. And then I was listening to like old uh, a, a disco and um, what do you call it? I can't remember the other, uh, Italo disco. And I was like, oh, this is why when I would DJ at my friend's house, everyone was so into this oh specific song. Oh my God, song. exactly. Because it was like I was in a uh, like a video game or something. like. And, an then old... you're, and then you go to those places with the only sober person. You're like, I am never doing these drugs again because you guys look fucking psychotic. Like that. Oh yeah, and I'm yeah. normally, the, now especially uh, being on Lamactyl, like I used to use ketamine sometimes, I mean a few times people could obviously tell, but most of the time I was at cruising altitude, but I realized later, especially now because they have uh, depression treatment via ketamine, and it's now like an official thing, and I think in five years it'll be everywhere. Yeah. I was like, oh, I was self-medicating, like legitimately. Uh, yeah. What, do, that, that's what was behind it. And so it's kind of comforting to know that, but uh, I also think that, uh, I think everything should be legal, and because I think booze is so corrosive well big farmer won't allow that to happen anyway no they won't but, but but yeah it's it's one of those things where people should be free to do what they want i agree with that completely unless it's the unless it's a hurting somebody well yeah or hurting themselves or you know they, they have to be in an environment where they know it's controlled that's it that and so also kids don't do drugs unless you want to but, but make sure when you do that it's, it's in a happy environment that's right and kids just wait until you're the legal age to do uh the pot because that used to be see that's the thing they used to be like so demonized and everything and now walk down the street five minutes from here and there's a dispensary not just in la and i still feel like a drug addict every time i go buy weed <laughs> like i'm like is it okay to take this like, yeah it's yeah been it's legal okay for like 10 years i'm like Okay, I just want to make sure. It's yeah, like, yeah. No, every time a... I get it, I'm like, "Are you sure?" <laughs> well, it's such an interesting like. You go there, and it's like the well, it's like the booze stores in Canada. It's very much like you in a line. You ask them behind the thing. It's it's interesting. I weed flips me out more than anything, which I always thought was funny because I someone was like, "Oh, you like ketamine?" And I was like, "Yeah." And if they tried it, they'd be like, "That stuff's crazy." And I'd be like, "What do you mean?" It's, you know? it's just how and, you're. <laughs> it's just how you're meant. It's everyone's different. Yeah, no, everyone is different. That's another thing. Like I can smoke weed, and uh, weed is just normal to me. Like it's just like it's a cup of coffee. <laughs> what do you have a favorite strain or type of strain? No, because here's the thing about buying weed is that anyone who is a stoner looks like an idiot. <laughs> now, like you go to a dispensary, and there's people like ten years younger than me that are so educated. I'm like motherfucker, I used to just remember what was called weed. Right. I didn't even know there was different types of weed until like seven years ago. I was like, do you want? 
you know, do you want a birthday sativa cake or do you want, do you want, a, want yeah. indica? I'm like, can I, what's it called when, you know, when they swirl the ice cream together? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. hybrid. Okay. Can I get a hybrid? Yeah. I'm going to do that. Never, next time I'm going to get ice cream, they have the chalk and the vanilla. I'm, I'll get a hybrid of sure. both. Like, yeah, I don't have a favorite. I just always get like a sativa heavy because I, I don't, because indica will give me headaches. I've realized yeah. that. Um, but that's it. Like, yeah. I'm still just, I walk in, I'm like, what are your guys's joint deals? <laughs> I just feel like an idiot every time I walk in. So I just let them talk to me. And then luckily dispensaries now are a lot more like, if you don't like it, you can return it. Oh, I've that's cool. That with like edibles and stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I just, I don't know. I just, whatever, whatever gets the job done, which I don't even know what the job is. Yeah, no, we're just, not sure. I just, so... I just like the satisfaction of sitting on my porch and smoking a bowl. Mm-hmm. That's really it. Well, if it works, yeah. See, that's the thing. If it works for you, it's great. Like, uh, if I, I had, uh, in the pandemic, someone gave me a, a joint of birthday cake and I had one hit and I was like, oh, that's great. You're like, I would have preferred a real birthday cake. I would. I know. I would have. <laughs> I would have. It's like, that'd be tastier. And so the joint worked for like the entire time. And then I got some weed delivered and I had two hits and I went, oh no. And oh, I, I know where and when the last time I'll ever smoke weed was. It was at my friend Madeline's place. She had to help me back in off the balcony. <laughs> Yeah, I I never ever convince someone to do something they want to do. Like, oh no I, no, I've told people. Yeah, yeah I've told, even, especially with Kay, I would say, listen, if you're gonna do it, like, listen to what I'm telling you. Like, d- take the smallest it's amount. Your, it's your warning. Yeah. yeah, like take the smallest amount. You can always add on, but you can never subtract. Exactly. So, I guess you have some parking you have to deal with, right? I hate to end this lovely. I chat, do, but... and I also have to stream in about uh, fifty-two minutes. Oh, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Which will take about the amount of time to get back home, uh, because it's Hollywood, you know. Yeah, it's Hollywood. It's the magic of Hollywood. Yeah. That's why they but call it. But this is really that. fun. This is super fun. I, I really I appreciate it. you, be- you letting me be so open. I know some of these podcasts. I'm like, what can I talk about? But oh. no, you. This is wonderful. I really thank you. I really it. appreciate you being so open. Yeah. And uh, look forward to the next time. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. And I don't know if you want me to. Follow me on this thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm do sure the thing. Yeah, do the up. thing. Yeah, I mean, I'll put it. Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, TikTok. It's all the same. It's just Lisa Wallen. And Lisa then Wallen. There'll, be, uh, there'll be links in the episode description and all awesome. that stuff. Well, thank you so much for having me today. I oh, appreciate it. Thank you, Lisa. It. I appreciate it, too. Okay. I guess one. We'll I guess now. you just say bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye. Bye, everybody. Treat yourself right and head on over to patreon.com slash Craig and Friends. Look at the reward tiers, see which one jumps out at you that you desire the most, and then just go for it. Grab life by the suspenders and pull at patreon.com slash Craig and Friends.